Hello, this is Gru, and I am Despicable, Despicable Me. This is the James Whale radio show, but he is not despicable. He is across the world, and he is worth the listen. So you listen, yes? Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Kieran Fox for the uh, introduction of the programmer. Kieran, I don't know, uh, are you taking anything for that? Your voice sounds a little strange. I hope there is something that you can get for that. Um, anyway, welcome to the programme. If you'd like to do our opening, what would you call that, Rob? Opening titles, opening, what, opening introduction, what would that be? I'd go with intro, yeah. Go with what? I'd go with intro. Are you rocking around in your chair? No, I'm not rocking. You go with intro. I go with intro, yeah. You're sure? Yeah. yeah. You just sound a bit sort of, yeah, you're breaking up slightly. I think BT still needs to fix your phone line. Yeah, well, you know, after all the trouble I had last time. Did I tell you what it was? What was it? They said I needed a filter. Yeah. And they sent me a filter. Okay. And nothing worked. And when the engineer came, the engineer said, who sent you a filter? You don't need a filter. What sort of stupid people would send you a filter? I said, well, you lot. He said, oh, no, no, we're open reach. We, we're nothing to do with them. They're stupid. <laughs> so, you, do, you know, you, well, how, how do we manage to function? How, do, how are you going to supposed to be able to plug it into the wall without the filter? I don't know. It just plugs through. I don't, don't ask me technical terms. Right, Okay. You wouldn't have been able to physically plug it in the wall without the filter. They must have put a new box on the wall for you. Well, maybe there was a new box on the wall. Ah, well, you can't filter it twice. Well, you see, I don't know, but we didn't have to pay, so it doesn't really matter. But the problem was that we seemed to be spending an enormous amount of time uh, fiddling around with it. Mm. Well, anyway, it's sorted, more or less. It's, it's almost there. A bit more tweaking. Yeah. 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 I daren't ask, because, you know, they might turn it off completely. Yeah, you can't complain now, can you? Because they'll just say, oh, well, in that no. case, we'll just turn it off. No. Yeah. Okay, we'll make um, do. Now, listen, uh, I have lots to talk about today, so would you shut the f- flip up? I, I faded down then. I faded back up now to talk. Yes, Did you? Uh, yes, I'll, I'll okay, shut up now. fine. <laughs> yeah, good. Okay. Uh, uh, my first tirade this morning. Um, oh, it's not really a tirade. Um, my first, uh, my first point today is, of course, it's happened over the last, um, uh, it depends when you're listening. This, of course, James Wells radio show podcast is uh, available now forever. So you may be listening in 2121. Maybe. I was just waiting for some sort of response, but obviously... Not much going on upstairs, is there, in the old field house? Um, so, anyway, if you are listening in 2121, I hope the weather has improved. I hope life is good on planet Earth, if, in fact, uh, this is where you are listening to the broadcast from. Now, we have had great controversy over the last few days about the word Easter. 
Now, Easter, if you are living and listening to us in the future, Easter is a sort of pseudo, well, it's a, it, for Christians, it's a kind of, I don't know what it is. It's a, it's a religious, I don't know whether it's the birth, the death or resurrection, whatever. I mean, it's, it, but it's one of those things that they believe in. And uh, we celebrate it by eating loads of chocolate Easter eggs. Now, I'm not a religious person, but I like chocolate, so I will indulge in the odd Easter egg. Uh, and they've always been called Easter eggs, and I, I, I've never even thought about the word. Is that terrible of me? It probably is. Um, but there's a huge outcry amongst Christians uh, that the word had been missed off uh, by those dear, dear people at the National Trust. Uh, and I got really quite upset. Did you know I had a programme on talk radio now? You've got another show that you do? In the evenings, during the week. I'm not happy about this. What? You're working elsewhere. Yeah, sorry about that, but I work everywhere. I do a show on a Saturday morning at the moment for the BBC. Uh, Sunday mornings, you can see me on Sky News a couple of times a month. Um, I think coming up this Sunday, the Sunday the 9th of April, if you're listening to this in the future, you'll have missed it. I, I think I'm doing... I'm on a program on Channel 5 called When Chat Shows Go Horribly Wrong. Um, strangely enough, I got, a, I got a letter the other day from the BBC wanting to make me a permanent member of staff. What? Yeah. Wow. I couldn't believe it. I, 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 so I had to uh, respond and say, hang, hang on, I do one show for you a week. Yeah. You know, how, how can I be a permanent member of staff? Oh, well, everybody's got to be a... Don't be... Don't be the fact that, that you've been employing people the wrong way for many years isn't my problem. I am freelance and I work for lots of people so purely so you can't start telling me what to do. I'm no so all very, oh, 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 well, well I don't... Oh, oh, I said, for goodness sake. I think you know what the BBC used to do. They used to try and get their presenting staff um, to form their own little companies and then they could employ them as freelancers, which actually was quite wrong. Yeah, that does sound a bit dodgy, that. Yeah, yeah. But I am a freelancer. I mean, I work for a lot of people. Yeah, well, I'm, that's going to have to stop. Well, I can't, you, if you pay me more money, then we can talk about it, but at the moment you don't pay me enough. You're supposed to pay me. Oh, I, oh I'm, I'm, I suppose, I'm supposed to pay you. Well, oh, well, listen, we'll talk, I, I, we'll talk about this later, but nobody's interested in this. We'll okay. talk about this right. later. So anyway, back to... Um, no, 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 you don't need to worry about that. Uh, back, back to this whole problem. And I, I just thought that in a world where our news broadcasts are full of children screaming in pain because they have been gassed in Syria, and I don't... I mean, I'm not interested who did it because the problem with war is that, that innocent people, often children and women who can't get away easily, um, end up being mutilated and killed. Now, uh, a few weeks ago, I think it was in Mosul, uh, coalition jets, including British, um, apparently were responsible for the death of 200 civilians, some of which were children, apparently. Uh, nobody can really tell who's responsible. The problem is that when you fight a war and terrorist wars now, uh, you end up killing innocent people. It's not like the battles of old where you line up in a field somewhere and, 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 and you know, fight until all of you are dead. 
that doesn't happen anymore. It's now, it's much more, in fact, a lot of people might say nastier now than it used to be hundreds of years ago. And we were obsessed in the news about whether or not flipping eggs had the name Easter in front of it. Look, don't get me going about religion. I talk about it too much. Whether you're a Muslim, whether you're a Christian, whether you're a Jew, you know, follow your religion. I don't mind people being, you know, having a faith. I've got I've got strange thoughts in my mind as to why we're here, where our souls may end up. What is spirituality? Is there a plan for the universe? I've got all these ideas. I just don't happen to share them with the people who are transfixed on the fact that um, homosexuality should be uh, rewarded with execution in certain countries on this planet Earth. whether people want to live together in a, a loving relationship for the same sex. You, you know, I just find the whole thing. And then when I look the other day with a tragedy of the, and we, we talked about it before, the tragedy of, of all the uh, terrorist attacks and everything else. And after, after there's a, um, a, an incident, then you get the religious ones looking very pious. Um, and whether it's the Muslims, whether it's the rabbis, whether it's the bishop, I don't give a stuff. They're all the same to me. They're all the, I don't want people to say, oh, you only pick on Christian, never pick on it. They're all, look, I don't mind you following, it, and I've got friends who are, my brother's a born-again Christian, for goodness sake. I've told him what I think, and we have fun conversations about it. But uh, it, it just it just annoys me when I see this sort of piousness and all this, oh, well, you know, they'll, they'll it's just, it's wrong. A lot of these people are doing it because they, they've got some warped view of some, some place you go and exist after death. They're flipping nutters, the lot of them. And then you get guys wearing these most extravagant clothes. And I'm afraid a lot of this is the Christian faith, you know, which is supposed to be not to have graven images and everything else. Um, at least in the... Uh, well, the... the, the the Jewish faith has quite a lot of stuff as well, doesn't it? The, the, the Muslims seem to have very little, uh, just a mat, and that's about it, isn't it, really? I mean, they all have things they can't eat and won't eat and should eat and all that sort of stuff. But then you see these these guys in, in, in the Church of England, they, they wander around with these expensive cloaks in gold thread, and they look as if they all oh, got the weight of the world on their shoulders. Well, actually, they should have, to be quite honest with you. And I just think, how ridiculous. I mean, the little I know about the Christian faith, and they said, you know, didn't didn't he kick all the moneylenders out of the temple and all the finery and said, didn't want any of this? Wasn't that, wasn't that part of it? And then you've got all these people, you know, whether it's the, 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 the Catholics or the Protestants, whatever they are, and they all dress up in this finery. Why? Why? Why are there so many graven images? Why so many children are lying, screaming on the ground? Anyway, finish with that. I do that all the time. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm quite fed up with the whole flipping business. We've got to put up with the, 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 the people who want us to leave Europe. Now we're leaving Europe. That's going to that's gonna fall apart. Uh, it's just I thought things were beginning to get better, but they're not, are they? I'd like to. I'd like to come. The only good thing about it is that we've got lots of uh, chocolate eggs to eat. So I put it out on Facebook. I said it earlier in the week. Do you call it an Easter egg or a chocolate egg? And do you really give a stuff one way or the other? Uh, Simon Elkin said uh, uh, there are some people, miserable people in the UK, 
who are sad, really. Really? Well, who are, who are they? Are you suggesting that's me, Simon? You know what you can do. Uh, Paul Mungle, a waste of money. That's what I call Easter eggs. Okay, that's fair enough. I appreciate that. Ian, and you're right, by the way. Ian Appleyard said, it's an Easter egg given and eaten to celebrate Easter in England, just like Christmas cake and bonf- bonfire toffee are associated with our other... National celebrations, no need to change anything, is there? Ian, get a life. Uh, Gene Matheson says, oh, really now, James Whale, it's an Easter egg. I will go to the burning fires for this. But it has been known for me to say, oh, my God, when eating any kind of chocolate. So I count myself as religious where eating Easter eggs is concerned. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, They're chocolate eggs, aren't they, basically? I mean, do, do Cadbury's call their uh, cream eggs Easter eggs? No, they don't. Uh, Terry Aston says uh, they're chocolate Easter eggs left by the Phantom Bunny to give the kids a bit of fun in finding them. Forget the religious twaddle. I'm with you, Terry. I am with you, and I, I will continue to eat Easter eggs. Uh, Johnny Telstar says, James, it is important for everyone to remember the true meaning of Easter, said the Archbishop of Cadbury. That's the funniest one I've had for a long time. Well done, Johnny. <laughs> the Archbishop of Cadbury. That's like Tresemme. Tresemme what? Tre- Theresa May, Tresemme. Oh, the shampoo. Yeah, Tresemme. <laughs> Theresa May. Is that the new nickname for the Prime Minister? I've just given it to her, yeah. Um, Adam McKinnon says, uh, I'm not going to dignify that question with a response, Mr. Whale. You are a naughty, naughty devil's advocate, sir. I can feel a spanking coming on, Alan. Uh, Brian J. Ford said, it is, of course, an Easter egg. However, it has nothing to do with the Christian celebration of that name being an ancient pagan fertility symbol. I don't even think Jesus liked chocolate. This is a good point. Did Jesus like chocolate? There was no chocolate then. Wasn't there? What, 2,000 years ago? Well, I think they had... I think the pagans had the, the this festival of eggs, actually. I think um, uh, I think Brian is right. It was a pagan... Fe- so much of what these religious people... Ca- they, they, they nicked them from, from the people, you know, before. Because if I have any real sort of feeling... And, I mean, I have lots, and I don't want to bore you with them like everybody seems to want to bore me with their religion. Uh, my, mine would be more akin to those sort of pagan festivals of of nature, if you like, you know, of, of, of the sun bringing warmth and the moon protecting us and, you know, all that sort of stuff, being being in tune with, with where we are and what we're doing. And I think there must be, an, there must be some sort of plan, mustn't there? Because everything seems to be related to everything else. We are all related to each other, yeah. But, I mean, I was just thinking, if the moon wasn't where the moon is, exactly where the moon is, then life would be different on this planet, wouldn't it? Make fishing hard, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, never mind. Um, Right, Dan Kirkwood says, don't be daft, I'm a full-blown atheist, but this is England and it's an Easter egg. What's it going to do with being in England? I don't know. Uh, Pete Skinner said, under the Trade Descriptions Act, Easter or chocolate, it's not an egg. That's absolutely right, That's true, isn't yeah. it? Uh, Neil McLennan said it's an Easter egg. However, I fail to understand what Archbishop is getting so worked up about. They are a pagan invention, not a Christian invention. They dropped the word Easter so as not to upset any religion. Poor sods can't do right for doing wrong. I know the Archbishop of York 
forgotten his name. I mean, he was he was said it's like spitting on Mr. Cadbury's grave. You know, I suggest the Archbishop of York and the Archbishop of anywhere else and the Mullers of so-and-so and the rabbis of such-and-such uh, do something positive to try and get the nutters who bastardise religions uh, to stop it. Uh, that's what I would do. Uh, finally, Mark Pearson said, it is an Easter egg, just like a Christmas tree is called precisely that in not just a tree. There we are. Thank you very much indeed for those. Keep your uh, thoughts coming in. You can get in touch on our Facebook page, which is... Facebook.com forward slash James Well Radio, I think. Well, you should know. You're the producer, for well, God's sake. Nobody you should ever know. Gives, nobody ever gives out a Facebook page address, do they? Just go Facebook, mm. type in James Whale, I'm sure you... Oh, apart from the guy who did the Frankenstein movie. He might be on there. Yeah, yeah. OK, um, and uh, you can, of course, email us. It's dead easy, jameswhaleradio at gmail.com. Go on to the website, by the way, uh, where Robbo here has been uh, amusing himself by sticking on bits of my old TV shows just to make me realise how much older I am now. Some of them are rather risque. Are they? Really? Yeah. Well, what, what, what's going out now? Um, female bodybuilding. Why is that risque? I mean, female bodybuilding is something that goes on now. And I don't, actually, that's a very good thing. I should put that into my new TV show. Well, the, the female bodybuilding bit was all right. It was when you were oiling the ladies up. Well, they have to. Somebody has to oil the bodybuilders. Hmm. Yeah. Um, could I say I've been very critical of uh, the nightly show, and and still, quite frankly, I think that, that I'm not sure who who's producing or directing it, but there we are. But Bradley Walsh has improved it no end. It's like your old show, the Bradley Walsh one, especially the Joe Pasquale bits. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think I think he's doing a great job. And the fact is that television is more in- interesting with unusual and wacky people. A couple of celebrities, yeah, sure. Uh, but unusual and, 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 you know, strange, slightly strange people. Um, rather than... Oh, I, I have never been so embarrassed in my life, as I said before, with, with uh, Gordon Ramsay. I mean, what a plonker. That man is a nightmare. I, don't, I, th- I think he's the biggest idiot I've ever seen. He's got a show called Kitchen Nightmares, I'm sure. Has he? Hmm. I went to one of his restaurants and it was absolutely crap. Pretty, pretty appalling. A bit like Jamie Oliver's. I mean, all the all these celebrity chefs have all these restaurants around the place. Um, he's got one in uh, Ramsey in in um, Union Street in in South London called the Union Cafe. I mean, just appalling. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, we should have a little jingle here that goes Wales Mail, shouldn't we? I'll play it now. Uh, right, thank you very much indeed. Our good friend Stuart Clark, who is uh, cabin crew, um, has sent us a little mail. He said, uh, hi, James. Uh, here is the castle on Mull, which is very nice. You can't see it on the radio, but there I'm looking at it now. Uh, we've been uh, at for a few days, listened to your latest podcast, In the Bath, with windows open and views across the sea. Amazing. I'm in Mexico next week. Ah, Stuart, it's always good to hear from you, my friend. Send us some, send us, uh, send us some pictures of Mexico. I love a chili, don't you? I prefer it warm. I have the studio heating on. It's quite nice and warm here. You are a complete idiot sometimes, aren't you? Why? I don't know why. Um, Sharon Marmon, or Mammon, Marmon. No, Shay, let's do that again. Take two. 
Okay. Uh, what did I say, Sharon? I saw, I saw, uh, Shay Mum. <laughs> Sorry, Shay. Uh, Shay Marmon said, uh, James, I'm getting so fed up with stupid parents on the school run. Crossing a road at a junction without checking if a car is turning into the road. Two, walking with their children but having the kids on the road side. And three, unloading their kids into the road instead of doing it curbside. James, I need a man of your calibre to educate these pillocks. Shay. I hope my missive here has helped you. I agree with you. People taking their children to school um, are some of the most, uh, I don't know what, the, stupid is probably the wrong word, but they don't seem to have their wits about them driving their children to school. They don't seem to, to, to even obey the most basic the most basic uh, rules of the road. And it's a nightmare. It really is. Uh, actually, I'm glad. I'm glad somebody brought up school because there's this um, this other uh, interesting story at the moment uh, about John Platt. He's the parent who refused to pay a fine. In fact, he went because he he took his daughter. Who uh, you will all have read. I'm sure you've all read this story. Anyway, he's taken it right up to the Supreme Court, who have now. Uh, found against him and said he's in the wrong to take his child out of school, even though his child um, is uh, in the top two in her class, as far as I can remember. Uh, and so it goes on. I, I'm sorry, I I'm just get really, really fed up when I see these pompous head teachers, one of which I saw on uh, Sky News not long ago, going on early, you know, if a teacher, if, if a child misses a, an hour's education, it's going to take them ages to make it. It's absolute flipping bollocks. It really is, because there are lots of kids who, for no reason of their own, get ill, uh, have a lot of time off school because of illness. I hated school. I found every, every reason not to go to school. I invented illness. I threw up in the morning. Um, all kinds of things not to go to school. I detested school. I haven't got one good memory of school. I've got lots of good memories of my childhood, but not one of them is related to school. I hated it. And I can't, I can't be the only one. And so I didn't go to school. I didn't do very well academically. And I, I don't want to encourage people to bunk off school. That would be wrong. Uh, you need to get an education. You need to learn to, to read, to write. You need to learn uh, to, to calculate. You need all that sort of stuff. Um, but missing the odd week off here uh, isn't going to hurt anybody, in my estimation, as long as their parents are intelligent, as long as the kids are uh, worldly wise, as long as they are in tune, if you like, uh, it's not going to hurt them one iota. And I'm getting fed up with some of these ridiculous laws we're, we're having imposed. God, you know, it's okay for a teacher to have a training day. It's all right for teachers to do this or do that, or, you know, uh, oh, well, the teacher's off today. We've got a locum in. You just, just read your books, children, just read your books. Um, it's bizarre that because of Michael Gove, now there's a very unattractive man, I'm sorry. Um, because of Michael Gove actually imposed this when he was uh, made education minister, quite a bizarre choice if you ask me, um, now a lot of people actually uh, are doing this. Can you hear the phone ringing in the background? I can hear the bat phone ringing, yes. Yeah. Hang on. Sing a song. I'm just going to answer it. Okay. Uh, there were ten milk bottles hanging on the wall. Ten milk bottles hanging on the wall. And if one milk bottle should accidentally fall, there'll be nine milk bottles 
hanging on the wall. There'll be nine milk bottles hanging on the wall. Uh, nine right milk bottles back. hanging on the wall. If one milk no, bottle... Right, don't, uh, shush, 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 shush. That's enough. Don't sing anymore. I only got to nine milk bottles. No, that's enough. Sorry. I don't know. They rang off. I got to the phone and oh, I hate it when that happens. It really annoys me. Where was I? Uh, well, you were there and I'm here. No, I know. What was I talking about? Uh, Michael Gove being a schoolboy. Oh, yeah. Just this whole thing about alienating parents and teachers. It has to stop. I don't know why it was brought in. I don't know what is going on. You know, some parents are feckless. Some parents are stupid. There are a lot of stupid people in this world, as we've discussed before. Um, and actually, if, they, if they, they want to take their kids out of school and they don't see, then they need to be, they need to be spoken to, they need to be re-educated. But you don't say to everybody, that's it, everyone, you know, because there are a lot of people who may need to take time off. When I had young children, uh, as a self-employed broadcaster, I could only take time off at certain times, and I, I had to fit it in with work. So quite often, I had to uh, I had to go and talk to the teachers. Look, I'm going to take a week off, uh, take the family away. It's the only time I can go. Luckily, back in the uh, in the 70s and 80s, when my kids were at school, um, uh, education teachers were a, a, a little more understanding, and I think probably a little little more together. Now, a lot of head teachers. Uh, are just bureaucrats sucking up to their political masters. It seems to me. I could be wrong, but that's how it seems to me. And, of course, if you would like to take me up on any of these points, uh, please do. You know what the address is, uh, jameswellradio at gmail.com, jameswellradio at gmail.com. Get in touch. Let me know your thoughts. Uh, right, I think it's time for a bit of music. And uh, this is Tilla, 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 or Tilla. What do you think? Tilia, Tilia. Just, just say How them all. How would you pronounce it? What? what? Tilla, Tilia, just say them all and then we'll leave them in and we'll, we'll be right once, won't we? Yeah. T-I-L-I-A. Tilia. Anyway, it's pretty, it's pretty bleak. It's called Black Monday. i 
and Black Monday. I quite like that. I quite like that. Um, if you want a bit of music featured on the programme, all you've got to do is get in touch. Rob will tell you how. Yeah, you have to email me at jameswellradio at gmail.com. Include your MP3, permission to play. If it's good, we'll play it. If it's bad, we'll probably definitely play it. Yeah, yeah. The worse it is, the, the more we're likely to play it. Um, OK, now, uh, is it is it time? Do you want to do uh, Tech Talk? I could do a bit of Tech Talk. Well, I, I, have we not got a sponsor for Tech Talk yet? Can you not get one? Why don't you get off your fat, saggy backside and get us a sponsor for this little slot? I can get us a sponsor any time you like. Mm-hmm. It's just keeping them that's the problem. Why? Well, these just seem to disappear. Well, get a sponsor one week and we'll have another one the next week. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Why didn't I think of that before? I've no idea. I mean, I've got my way to do things. Look, there, there we are, Pimlico Plumbers advertising, but a fabulous new television commercial. I've seen that. That's quite good. Yeah, yeah. I thought you'd like it. Um, right, are you, uh, are you ready? Uh, OK, a bit of tech talk. Ladies and gentlemen, time on the James Well Radio Show now for our feature tech talk. I have been playing with the new Nintendo Switch. I finally got my hands on one. And uh, it's very, very good. I'm very impressed. That's about Is it. Is that it? Yeah. That's your tech talk. It's very good. I'm very impressed. Yeah, there are a few flaws well, with it. Well, that'll keep the sponsor on board, won't it? Um, don't leave them in the uh, the dock too long, because they, they bend, apparently. And, uh, yeah. No, it's, 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 it's fine. I, I'm enjoying it. I've only had it a couple of days. Very nice. Have you? Yeah. And what do you do with it? It's like a it's like a tablet, and mm-hmm. uh, you can take it around with you. It's like a games console. And then when you're finished or you want to continue playing with it, the batteries are running out. You slot it into yeah. this thing by the side of your telly, and the image appears instantaneously on your telly, and you can carry on playing where you left off instantaneously. It's very good. Ooh. You must have so much stuff in your house. Yeah, that is true. I do have a lot of stuff lying around, just stuff that I only use once, and then. <laughs> goes back in its box. I have so much boxed electronic gadgets that never get used again. Well, send me some to play with. Well, what would you like? Well, I don't know. What have you got that somebody who's a technophobe could play with? Uh, I got given a, a 360 camera the other day. What would I do with that? I don't know. You can go out and take loads of 360 degree uh, videos and, and stuff. You can have, have that. You You're know. bored with it already. Yeah, I, I've taken a few photos. Yes, yeah, you're <laughs> bored with it already. Listen, I have enough fun just taking ordinary photographs on my phone. There's that VR headset thing. What's I, that? That that virtual reality head, headset thing. I can send you that. I, I, I played with that for an hour. That was. You all told right. me that was the greatest thing you played with. Well, it, it was. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, I want to move on to the next thing. Blimey! Did thought, you get all this sent to you for nothing? Some of it. I thought my phone died earlier. I thought I was in, in for a new iPhone 8 when it comes out, but uh, it came back mm-hmm. to life again. Oh, that's what a shame. Um, OK. Right, well, moving on. We, we should give, Why don't we do competitions on the programme and give some of some of this stuff away? Okay, I could do. I, I just like the boxes. Yeah. They can have the contents inside. I just, I just want to keep the boxes. I'm a hoarder when it comes to boxes. Are you? Yeah, everyone right. complains because everything I have has the, you know, the cellophane stuff you're supposed to peel off screens and things. Yeah. Yeah, all my tellies and stuff have still got that on. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Send us a spare... I need a new telly. Send me a spare telly, then. You've got any tellies you don't use anymore? Uh, I've got a big 50-inch telly that I bought 
unused for about 15 minutes that's downstairs <laughs> you did not uh, yeah i did i bought Why? it i bought it i bought this really big production um style stand you know when we wheels on the bottom yeah. take it to hotels and stuff i thought that this will come in handy for something and then uh, after 15 minutes of uh, you know trying out a few things i went okay well that that definitely works when i find whatever i need to use this for i'll use it and it's been there for a couple of years you must be mad I just play. No, I'll change that. You are mad. What am I talking about? Just like playing um, new right. stuff. Let's get on with it. What about films? Films. I went to see that Boss Baby, the cartoon. That's quite entertaining. I, I've seen the trailer for that. How can that be entertaining? It's all right. It's a cartoon. As long as you go knowing it's a cartoon, it's for kids. You, you just sit back mm. and watch it. I don't pay for films, so it, you know. If I paid for it, I'd probably be annoyed. So that's not really a good review, then, is I, it? Really? I don't, you know, I don't, I don't understand that at all. I mean, I saw the trailer. It's a baby behaving like it's an adult. Yeah, it's a bit like Family Guy. Rogue One's out on uh, this week, on the 10th of April, you know, to buy yeah. on Blu-ray. So you can finally get to see it. Because I know you missed it. Yeah, yeah. If I had a Blu-ray machine, that would be great. Well, I'll send you a Blu-ray machine and a copy of Rogue One. Oh, oh right. OK, thank you very much. Um, now, listen, let's get back to the serious stuff, OK? Never mind the frivolity in a world that is uh, falling through the hole of... Um, it's like we're going through a black hole, isn't it, at the moment, really? Uh, so, as we all know, you listen to my show regularly, I am not one of those ridiculously stupid, fairly xenophobic people who voted to leave Europe, uh, many of which are now ruining the day that they did it. I am a person who actually is slightly more pragmatic, realises that Europe is completely, or Euro the European Parliament is completely useless and needs sorting out. Um, but leaving it and running away, in my view, was not the thing to do, because they won't get any better. They'll probably get worse without Britain at its helm. And now look what's happening. We're almost at war with Spain over Gibraltar, aren't we? And I said, I said, can we, can we take in the apes and just give Spain back the rock? What, the actor? No. The rock of Gibraltar. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> anyway, it went down like a lead balloon. Um, so I did ask on Facebook, uh, here we go for the question for the programme, uh, is it time to let go of Gibraltar? Uh, the majority of you said no, no. Well, just give me some good reasons why. Why on earth do we want to continue on with a colony? And then somebody will ring and say, oh, James, it's because, you know, they want to be British. Well, I thought we got very upset with people wanting to come to Britain all the time because that we are such a great place to live. I thought everybody was getting upset about that. Oh, yeah, well, I don't want them to come here, but they can be there and be brilliant. I mean, how ridiculous is this? How, how old-fashioned colonial is this? Gibraltar is part of Spain. We might have needed it in 17 goodness only knows and what um, when we uh, we were fighting all the time. But, hey, we don't need colonial outposts anymore. Spain have got loads in Morocco. Spain should give those back. And this is what some of you said after uh, what I said on, um, uh, on Facebook. Should we let it go? Bill Roberts said, no, I think we should sell it to Morocco, uh, which is across the sea. 
Uh, Rod Hardister, I wonder if you're the guy I used to know, Rod, uh, said it's up to the people of Gibraltar to make a decision like this, and we all know the answer. I think this is a storm in a teacup and will be forgotten. Uh, will be forgotten. So it's, you know, we, it's up to the people of Britain. Why do we want to continue? Listen, if Gibraltarians want to have their own country, they're fine. But why? why? I just, it, it's ridiculous. Gene uh, Evely said, surely that is down to Gibraltar to decide. And they always vote to stay in the UK. Um, well, yeah, but, you know, why, it's not It's not in the UK. I thought we all wanted to pull up the drawbridge and everybody, oh, no, we want to keep hold of that. Uh, Gavin McCoy says, uh, if it is, then it's certainly time for Spain to let go of its own enclaves on the coast of North Africa. I couldn't agree with you more. Couldn't agree with you more. Uh, Gavin J. Ford, not until Spain relinquishes uh, Quetta, about which hardly anybody has heard. Um, there are lots of places like Quetta that uh, Spain has an interest in, and, you know, places like Britain. Maybe it's time that we all gave back these countries to where we took them from in the first place. Uh, Peter Stein says, why, James? Because the half-witted Spanish government want us to. They can go to hell. You see this, Peter? People like you will drag us into another war. Luckily, you're probably not in a position to do so. But too many people like you, stupid, with not much brain power, uh, are exactly the reason why the world is in the, the state it is, Peter. All right? An utter, Peter. If, if this was a live programme, you were on the phone, you'd be cut off. Bang! Janet Swift said, not a chance. The people of Gibraltar are British. No, they're not. They're Spanish, for goodness sake. How can they be British living in Spain? Paul Kennedy says, yes, colonialism is bullshit. Give it back with an apology as well. I noticed, by the way, I noticed when the people um, in Hong Kong uh, wanted to stay British, I noticed we did actually, that, of course, we made the excuse, oh, well, the lease is up, we've got to give it back. We didn't argue with the uh, Chinese and said, oh, no, we must keep it, did we? The lease is up. Well, something like that. Uh, Catherine Overend uh, uh, says, no, saying that is like saying that we should have just let the Falklands go. The Gibraltarians want to be British. Obviously, we should give the Falklands back to whoever wants it. They're too far away. As long as we keep the mineral rights, I think, Catherine, there might, um, might be a lot of oil under there. Uh, James Andrew Knoll says, defo not. It was in the Treaty of Utrecht. Bain can go and do one. See, James, you were like that Peter bloke, you, the two of you. You know, it came uh, came round to actually calling people up to go to war. You'd be uh, running off in the other direction, I presume. And I don't want my grandchildren growing up in a world which has got even more conflict in it than this one has. And we're all very, very tough, aren't we, about conflict? Because it's not happening right here at the moment. Well, not much. But you know, this is how easy conflict starts, guys. This is how easy wars start. Um, I'll do one more. I'm fed up with all this uh, negativity. David uh, Nealon says, I think we should hand it back. Uh, the day after Spain hands back Fortaventura, Lanzarote, La Palma, and all the others. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I absolutely agree, Dave. Very good. Very good. And, and it's nice to know you are so geographically aware as well. Uh, one, one more. Uh, Kevin Elliott says, no, many of my friends are in jib. They voted to leave the EU. Your question is against the policy of the government's intention. Spain hold many territories around the world which they would not give up. Two wrongs do not make a right. 
Why on earth is it that suddenly, suddenly you can see it all crumbling, can't you? And Spain, and, and, and there are uh, uh, parts of Spain like Catalonia, they might, you know, it's all going to go pear-shaped. It's all going to go pear-shaped. We should just have stayed in the European Union and worked within it to make it better. But, of course, we didn't. We used it, our politicians used it as an excuse for the things they didn't want to do or the things that didn't really work. Oh, it's not our fault. The European Union uh, make those decisions, most of which they didn't because a lot of European countries didn't abide as strictly to the rules as we did. Maybe our MEPs, who I've not met many bright ones, I must confess, maybe our MEPs, because, I mean, basically, a hedgehog could have been elected as an MEP. Um, Maybe, which is why Nigel Farage, of course, because he's very bright, did so well, sadly, now. Um, Although you can hear my interview with Nigel from about a year or so ago. Uh, it was probably more like three, but uh, yes. Is it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Interesting, because you can go, that's a, the beauty of these shows, which last forever. You can go back and see the thoughts and what people were talking about um, two, three years ago. Yeah, you can, definitely. Yeah, go on the website, jameswellradio.co.uk. I think they're all there, aren't they? Uh, I've not deleted anything, so everything's there. Everything's there, hundreds and hundreds. You can have hundreds of hours of them. Um, so anyway, I, I just, I, I, th- I think, you know, the, we're going to get lots more tensions like this. And I actually think the people of Gibraltar should be able to live the way they actually want to live. And a lot of what I'm saying is winding you up. But, but I cannot see why people get so upset about it and say, oh, no, we want to hang on to that, we want to hang on to this, but don't want to be part of the European Union. We want to be in charge of our own destiny. We're not in charge of our own destiny because you can't live in a in a world without taking into account uh, what you do and the effects that it has on other people. Well, you you don't have to take that into account if you're a complete moron, of course, I suppose. And then we end up with more conflict. Uh, anyway, what are we doing now? Questions for the whale. Questions for the whale. Right. Right. Well, this is where we have fun, isn't it? Because you can't read. Look, you know, I I have a certificate that says I have the reading age of an eight-year-old, and I'm very proud. Right, uh, Justin Richardson. If you had to relocate, oh, that's you. Yeah. If you had to relocate, hi, Justin. You got your name right. Very good. If, if you have to, very relocate, good. If you had to relocate to, yeah, any, oh yeah, yeah. You're doing it deliberately now, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. See, so this is why we're we don't have good. a sponsor. Yeah, go on. Because you talk through all my bits, all my tech talk stuff you talk through. I've, you know, I never really have... Bollocks, a... I do not. <laughs> if you get a good sponsor, I will let you do the whole lot with no interruptions. OK. Uh, Justin Richardson. If you had to relocate to any other country, which country would it be? Don't say Gibraltar. Uh, no, it wouldn't be to Gibraltar. I have flown through it. It's horrible. Um, <laughs> I think either 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 Italy or France. Fair enough. I like Normandy a lot. Um, I don't want to be in the south of France, uh, but but Normandy around the north French coast is lovely. And uh, and Italy, I like Italy, particularly in the north of Italy, and the lakes in Italy, lovely. I think that's where I'd like to go. Uh, Andy Quick. Uh, what, Quick! <laughs> when, when will my wife's new lingerie arrive? I've run out of boxer shorts. Ah, it'll be uh, it'll be there the day after tomorrow. They had a problem in getting them in your size. You need to watch uh, a video on YouTube on our channel called Men in Silk. 
that you presented. Should you have told him that? Well, you were in it. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Yeah, you should watch that. Men in Silk, you'll enjoy that. Uh, Lynn Johnson. Uh, here's, here, oh, here's one. Uh, why are we still sending billions in aid to countries like India if they can afford a space program? They can't afford to feed their people. Can someone explain this to me? We're not really sending any aid to India now. That, that's a bit of a fallacy. Stopped a while ago. I'd like to know why we still use Indian uh, call centres. I've started a new thing with call centres. Oh, yeah. If any call centre phones me from now on, I'm happy to speak to you for as long as it takes. <laughs> I've been doing it recently. I've, I've uh, had a few on for at least 20 minutes on average. And at the very end, after agreeing to everything, I go, do you know what? I've changed my mind and hang up. Because I figure <laughs> that the longer I keep them on the phone, I'm saving you lot out there loads of money. Uh, I, I, did t I had to ring up one to change an address. And it was India. And uh, I, I'm sorry, this is not racist, but if you're, and I've said this before, if you were going to have people working in a call centre, they must be understandable. True. They must be understandable. Uh, and I couldn't understand a word this bloke was saying to me. And, it, and he's got a script, so he's saying, and are you, I, I better not do the accent, that would be rude. Well, I don't know why that would be rude, because I do a French accent or I could do a, I could do a Scots accent or a Welsh accent. Uh, but if I do an Indian accent, oh my goodness, um, people will say that's racist, won't they? Uh, well, you can always email us, jameswellradio at gmail.com, and just let us know if that little segment that you just did then was racist. Yeah, that's a very good point because uh, political correctness pisses me off more than anything you can uh, you can imagine. Uh, he's reading the script and he's saying, uh, "Are you having? A, are you? Uh, it's nice to speak to you." Um, and I'm speaking to so and so and all this. Uh, and are you having a lovely day? You could tell we read, read it off the line. Are you having a lovely day? I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, 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 good." He said, "Good." Um, and uh, uh, he had to ask my date of birth. And so I get so my date of birth. He said, "Are you are you sure?" I said, "Yes." Why? Well, he said, "Well, you sound very young." I said, "Well, you know, I'm not that young." He said, "Well, you sound remind." He started getting excited and said, "Well, I'm I'm a privileged to speak to a man of your years and understanding who," and I'm thinking, "What the flip is going on?" <laughs> and and then he he said, "Could you give me the address?" So I'm giving him the address, and he he. He kept saying it back to me, and I said, no, that's wrong. This is what I'm saying to you. Can you spell it for me? I'm spelling it for you. And he's still getting it wrong. I'm saying, do you understand? He said, no, it's a bit difficult to understand your accent. I said, well, it's not nearly as difficult as it is for me to understand yours, mate. I mean, it just, it was uh, Mrs. W sitting at the table, killing herself laughing. And I'm saying, shut up. I can't hear what he's saying. I can't understand him as it is. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. <laughs> I have people that do that for me. What? Phone call centres. Yeah, well, I thought I did, but she said no now. <laughs> anyway, come on, get on with it. OK, uh, Steve Foster. Who has been your hardest... Yeah. Hang on, I'm going to say that again. Uh, who has... Yeah, I would if I were you. <laughs> well, read it, read it, that line. It says, who has been your hardest you've ever interviewed? I tell you what, I... On the on the hang on, I'll come back to that. On the radio show the other night, um, Ash was saying who uh, does the, the, the talk radio show. Did I tell you I've got a show on talk radio? I think you mentioned it earlier. Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah, live. You can phone in. Um, and Ash was saying, "Oh, it's terrible, isn't it? The, these um, that the rhinos are having their horns cut off." 
Have you seen this? They're, they're cutting, they're sawing the horns of rhinos off so the poachers don't kill them. Oh, preventative uh, measures rather than the cure. I beg your pardon? Preventative measures what? rather than the cure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I said, yeah, I said, it is. It's, it, could you imagine? Because, you know, they do it. They, they, they tranquilize them, don't they? They knock them out. Yeah, I would imagine it'd be. Well, very... you can't. You couldn't saw. You <laughs> no. couldn't saw a rhino horn off, could you? While the rhino was awake, <laughs> I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to anyway. But yeah, I wouldn't want no. to untranquilize. No. And so I said, I said, yeah. Could you imagine waking up after waking up and finding you've just got no horn? <laughs> uh, I'm always waking. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking that bit out. Could you, uh, you, you know, you wake up uh, and then say, so where's my horn? I've got no horn. <laughs> I'm waiting for the Ofcom complaints to come flooding in. <laughs> you can't, no, it's factual. Hmm? It's factual. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Anyway, go back to the question. Right. Okay, uh, Steve Foster, who has been your hardest you've interviewed or one you've thought? I'm not sure about this. Um... I do, do, ah, I, do you know? I don't know really. I don't. I don't. I did many, many years ago, right at the beginning of when I started out. I was about twenty-three. Uh, I interviewed Hank Marvin, and he was being a. Sorry, better beat that out. He was being a twit, um, and he wouldn't answer any questions. So I just said, "Look, Hank, um, I'm trying to ask you questions, and you're just being silly." And uh, in the end, I just threw him out of the studio. I said, you better leave. I said, obviously, I don't want to be interviewed. This was live, by the way. But in later years, I met him again, and uh, we had a laugh about it. I like difficult people. It's more fun. Yeah. The difficult MEP on the other night on my talk radio show, and uh, we, he said, I, I haven't agreed to come on and talk about that. Okay. I said, what, what, what you, need to, you need to know what I'm going to ask? And, yes, your people said we were going to talk about this, and now we're talking about something else. I said, well, we'll talk about that as well. But, you know, I just thought you were here and this was a story in the papers and you as a, an elected representative of the people, I thought you might want to make a comment on it. That shut him up, didn't it? Of course. Silly pillock. I have very little time. If you want to be a public servant, then you shouldn't try telling the public what they have to do or how they have to think. You should listen to the public, and as a representative of the public, which is in a way what I am, asking questions, hopefully some people, you know, because I'm asking this bloke questions people have uh, tweeted to me, as well as questions I want to know, and he's deciding he's only going to answer questions he uh, wants to answer. That's not the way it works if you're a politician. But they try, they try. They um, right, any more questions, or can uh, I go to the pub? Uh, Lee Anchors. Hello, Lee. Uh, what bow setup do you shoot? Um, I shoot American flat bow. I shoot traditional long bow. I shoot recurve hunting bow. And I shoot compounds occasionally as well. If it's a bow, he shoots it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I like bows and arrows. But I don't want to shoot things or people, animals or people. I don't shoot... <clears throat> I'm good at it, but I don't want to use it in uh, any aggressive way. I, I use it against... Uh, I do simulated hunting, which is called field archery, and I do it purely for fun. I've done it since I was about nine. 
I'm answering all these questions. Oh, look, there's a text. Go on. Uh, Anthony Bamford. Would you ever do a music video? I've done one. It's called Bimbo. You can see it on our website, uh, jameswellradio.co.uk. You have, haven't you? Yeah. There is a video yeah. to that. Uh, I think I think that's about it. Right. I'm going to the pub, everybody. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. And uh, you'll be able to get us back same time, same channel. Uh, and, of course, tell your friends to join us on the James Whale Radio Show podcast, which is available on radio stations, online, on your phone, anywhere. And, of course, if you want, you can vote for us in this f- whatever it is. Whatever it is, yeah. Either us or somebody yeah. else. Vote for somebody else. Yeah. Give them a chance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give them a chance. Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye. Listening to the James Well Radio Show. For more information, visit www.jameswellradio.co.uk. Why not check us out on Facebook.com slash James Well Radio Show or follow James on Twitter at the James Whale. James Whale, the voice of reason.